It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. It's always delicious to have you here. I know. What a weird thing to say. But, hey, we do appreciate it very much. It's such a weird time in our history. And there's a lot of us that are, I guess, rightfully so, panicked. And that's okay. Uh, However, we need to focus on the positive. And the positive is, I think, the government has done everything they can to keep us safe, right? Uh, and they're trying, you know, they're, they're caught between a, hard, a rock and a hard place. Uh, because if they overreacted, there's going to be a lot of upset people. People who, whose businesses have been damaged, who have been displaced, who have suffered financially. Um, if they didn't react fast enough, again, people are going to be upset. It's really a very difficult choice and um, really not a whole lot that can be done because there wasn't a clear solution. All right, let's start the day with the quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, you, your why has to be bigger than your excuses. Your why has to be bigger than your excuses. And that is attributed to uh, me, Bert Martinez. All right, speaking of people with a big why, on the show here is Francis Jackson. Francis Jackson is an attorney who specializes in disability law for those seeking veterans disability benefits as well as social security disability benefits. He's a founding partner of Jackson McNichol. He has, ter- he has been featured on Fox, ABC, CBS, and NBC network affiliates around the country. He most recently appeared as a guest of Ben Glass on the Consumer Advocate Show discussing benefits for veterans and social security disability benefits. And his, and his practice allows him to make a difference in the lives of people facing disabilities. He's also been quoted in USA Today and is listed in Cambridge Who's Who's. Mr. Jackson was honored by National Academy of Bestselling Authors with a Quilly Award for his contribution as a joint author to the Amazon bestselling book, Protect and Defend, where he wrote about protecting one's rights to veterans' disability compensation. In 2017, Mr. Jackson was inducted into America's Most Trusted Lawyers, for his outstanding work in disability law. Francis Jackson, welcome back. Thank you, Bert. Always a pleasure to talk with you. It's always good to have you here, and what a weird time in the history. It's just, um, what do you call it, something that uh, nobody saw coming and, and very hard to, uh, to try to manage. Well, that's for sure, Bert. This is uh, just incredible in terms of the overall effects. So, okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, for, for veterans, what 
Um, what do you see happening for our veterans? What, what, what kind of updates do you have for our veterans as far as, um, um, let's say, the GI Bill, education benefits? Let's talk about some of the good stuff, along with the uh, current uh, COVID-19 crisis. Talk about this. Sure. Um, well, what's happened, Bert, is, as you know, the, uh, one of the largest benefits that the VA administers is the uh, GI Bill with educational benefits for veterans. And that, um, that generally requires that veterans be in a course of study where they are physically present at an educational institution. So I'm sure you've heard that lots of universities and colleges are shutting down their physical operations because of the uh, coronavirus and they are instead switching to trying to give courses online so that people won't lose a whole semester. The uh, way that that's being dealt with is Congress actually passed a special law saying that for this limited period of time, from now through December uh, 21, the uh, folks who are getting GI Bill benefits will continue to get their housing allowance um, even if they're not uh, attending classes in a physical setting, but rather are doing it online. And that's a that's a big deal because lots of veterans who are full-time students uh, are dependent on that housing allowance money for their day-to-day -day living expenses. So um, Congress uh, actually got ahead of this and passed a law allowing the uh, VA to continue to pay those folks, and the president signed it. And so for right now, um, all is well, and hopefully... Uh, before the time period runs out on the law, the uh, COVID-19 crisis will be uh, behind us and we'll be able to go back to uh, whatever the new normal is after this. <laughs> yeah, the new normal. I like that. Yeah. You know what? And, and that to me is super exciting. Uh, not only, as you mentioned, Congress got ahead of it, which is rare uh, that the government is uh, so proactive. Uh, congratulations uh, or kudos, as well as congratulations to the members of Congress for getting this done so quickly. And, and then, of course, congratulations to our veterans who, have, who are taking advantage of this great benefit, the GI Bill, and, and now their education doesn't have to be disruptive and their housing doesn't have to be disrupted. So I'm, I'm just I'm in awe. I'm in shock and awe. That, that's just excellent. Congratulations to everybody. Yeah, this, this is one of those rare times when everybody seemed to be uh, able to be on the same page and do what, what seems like the right thing. The right thing. So it's a, it's a nice thing to see. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's talk about this a little bit more. Uh, what steps is the VA taking in its healthcare administration to deal with our current COVID crisis? Well, um, Bert, the, the VA in some ways has, has gotten lucky on this. They have been working for several years on a, a massive uh, internet interest infrastructure 
for their health side um, that they call telehealth. And it's been aimed primarily at delivering routine health services to veterans who are not um, near a uh, VA facility and often not near any medical facilities. And as a result of the work that they've done in the past, they've got a really uh, pretty pretty solid, robust system. And they're now uh, able to use that for a lot of uh, basic health care, which would otherwise probably not be delivered because everybody's being diverted to deal with COVID-19 problems. But in addition to that, um, the VA has, has stepped up and developed its own COVID-19 plan for all the VA hospitals. They have set aside a part of the facility to be used for treating COVID-19 patients with the appropriate um, facilities and equipment and so on. And they have um, essentially set up a, a, a quarantine, if you will, for that section of each hospital so that it doesn't interfere with treatment for other uh, serious conditions that are ongoing at the same time. In addition to that, um, one of the other things that they've done, they've worked with the Office of Personnel Management. Uh, As you probably know, Office of Personnel Management controls all government hiring. And the way it works when someone retires from the VA, if they then come back to work for the VA, Normally, their retirement benefits are suspended when they return, so that you know they're they're being paid their salary and not retirement benefits. Well, right now, the VA is very concerned about having access to uh, what they're calling a surge of medical folks, particularly doctors and nurses, but also therapists and so on. So, what they've done is they've gone to OPM. And they've gotten permission from OPM to rehire retirees without the offset for their uh, benefits. So if a retired doctor, for example, agrees to come back and work during this COVID-19 crisis, he gets to continue to collect his retirement benefits and collect the salary. As you can appreciate, that's a very good deal financially. So they're hoping that this is going to give them a very significant pool of additional medical folks that they would not have had access to otherwise. So that's uh, another of the the things that they've done. And just um, by way of example of of some less than national, if you will, things that they're doing, um, in New York, they've stepped up and made available 50 inpatient beds in the VA hospital for uh, non-VA uh, use, for, for civilian use, if you will, um, to try to help out with, with the problems in New York, as, which, as you know, was uh, overwhelmed with COVID-19 cases at the moment. Yeah. Um, man, again, uh, I think that's great that they're able to do that. Uh, as you said, financially speaking, that's a little... Uh, uh, Blessing there, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say a landslide or, or, or anything like that, but it's nice that uh, you, in this particular case, the government's letting, is kind of allowing you to have your cake and eat it too. 
Yeah, and that that uh, they're hoping will will uh, entice a lot of folks who might otherwise have not uh, gotten involved in direct medical care to uh, step up and come back and help with direct medical care in a time when that's really needed. Absolutely, no, I love that. That's amazing. Um, all right, so is there any other crisis uh, response? Yeah, um, one of the big things that they're doing. I don't think you and I have talked about this before, but the VA has what they call uh, mobile vet centers, and they they deploy them when there's uh, when there's some kind of a localized crisis. For example, uh, after Hurricane Katrina in uh, New Orleans, they uh, they deployed uh, some mobile vet centers, and and what these mobile vet centers are is a combination of all of the outreach services at the VA, uh, counseling services, uh, benefit services, health outreach services, all, all those folks are in uh, one of these mobile units. And what the VA is doing now is they're deploying them in the uh, areas where the COVID-19 pandemic is worse. So, they sent a unit to New York. They sent a unit to San Francisco. Um, they're in the process of assembling a unit for New Orleans and one for Los Angeles. And the the uh, the goal here is twofold. Um, one is to provide counseling services for folks in this very stressful time who might not otherwise be in a position to access the VA's uh, established counseling services. And I think that's uh, an important thing by itself. But the other thing that uh, that they're trying to do is to guide folks who are eligible for various services, whether it's health care or financial help, to those resources um, by referring them to appropriate people in the existing established VA uh, uh, facilities uh, by phone, email, et cetera, so that uh, they can get linked up with necessary services. So that's that's another of the uh, the steps that they've taken, and I I think that uh, is is uh, really one of the better ones. All the folks that man these uh, these mobile units are uh, are volunteers from various VA facilities around the country, and. Uh, it's it's really I think a uh, a nice uh, uh, more than nice it's an important service uh, that they're providing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and for for those who are not aware, the Veterans Administration is the second largest. And you correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they're the second largest government entity. Uh, after the department um, uh, of, defense. It, uh, of defense, thank you, after the DOD. This is a massive, massive structure, and for them to be able to move so quickly is a miracle. It really is very impressive. I, I have to say that I, I think uh, VA has, uh, has really done far better than people might expect, given some of their problems in the past, and it, I, I'm hopeful that it's a, a sign for the future. 
it's it's also, uh, Bert, as you and I have talked about, the single largest hospital system in the entire nation, uh, bigger than any of the private hospital chains. And so it's a it's a big deal to uh, to get these resources in line. No, absolutely. It's, it's just unheard of. I just I'm just again I'm in shock and awe that uh, they were able to move so quickly, which to me kind of shows you that when they really want to do something, they can get it done, right? It's just <laughs> yep. you know it, it it kind of removes that that facade that that. Uh, that uh, they they can't move quickly. I mean, this kind of, in a very positive, very good way, shows you that when they really want to get something done, man, uh, they can make it happen. It does. So, uh, okay, anything else? I mean, like anything else that the Veterans Benefit Administration at the VA uh, are doing, anything else there? Yeah, on the on the benefits side, um, probably the best news for veterans is it's primarily business as usual. The, uh, the VA facilities are closed to uh, to foot traffic. You know, you can't just up and walk in like you used to be able to. But they are continuing to process benefit claims at, at all levels: um, initial claims, supplemental claims, uh, appeals, and so on. Um, the uh, the one thing that I mean, really I think kind of stands out, we talked a little while ago about the um, the telehealth system, and the uh, the Board of Veterans Appeals holds appeal hearings, basically in in person and by video, and they have uh, shut down the the typical hearings because nobody's allowed into the VA facilities. But what they have done to keep their hearings going so that they, they don't delay all these folks who are waiting for hearings, is they've developed uh, what they're calling virtual hearings. And what that is is a, um, a video hearing. It's using the, the Internet backbone that they developed for the telehealth system. And what we have is the judge is in his regular office in Washington, D.C., the veterans in his home or you know, some other place comfortable for him using a computer or uh, an iPad or tablet or even a self, uh, cell phone with Internet access, you know, sort of like FaceTime kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and the, uh, the representative uh, can be in his or her office in, in a separate facility or his or her home for that matter. Um, and so they're continuing to do their appeal hearings uh, using this uh, virtual system. And I think that's pretty good. Um, they're, they've, had some, they've had some hiccups. You know, they, uh, last week, for example, they, they lost a bunch of hearings because they just uh, didn't have enough bandwidth with everything that was going on with the health, health side. But uh, mostly they've been able to, uh, to go forward with their hearings. And so... Folks who are waiting for benefits are continuing to be processed. Um, you know, it's a, it's a slow enough system as it is, and we hate to see it get slowed down further. And so far, they're doing their best not to let that happen, although inevitably with uh, people being asked to stay at home and uh, work from home and various other things, there's, 
there's going to be some impact. That's that's unavoidable. Sure. But they're they're really doing their best to uh, to minimize the impact and to kind of keep these things moving forward so that people who need these benefits uh, will uh, will get their cases acted on. Yeah, you know what, and, and this is a scenario where I think uh, the big internet providers uh, were not anticipating millions of people uh, needing needing their services literally overnight. Uh, I am able to work about 85% of the time from home. Our internet, our internet has been spotty at best sometimes, and and quite honestly, I I was a little concerned that today would be one of those spotty days, um, and so bottom line is is it's going to be I think uh, um, I think for the short term it may be common to have internet intermittent internet issues just because again you you know they they just weren't expecting this kind of demand overnight. And so uh, I think it's time, you know, we'll, we'll have to be patient and, and let, let them catch up. I think they're doing a, a good job. And, but again, I am so pleased to hear that the VA is jumping on this telecommunication, this, this uh, not only the telemedicine, but now the tele-interviews, for lack of better terms, or, or hearings, that hopefully it'll, it'll, It'll be a um, uh, what do you call it a a common thing for them a, a SOP a standard operating procedure where veterans can have that interview or that hearing without having to be there personally. I think that would be a great a great thing for our veterans. I think so too, Bert. And as I said, they you know they've uh, as as you point out, they there have been some internet issues for everybody, including the VA, but. Uh, so far, um, the VA is doing its best with uh, with the resources that they have, and it seems to be working most of the time uh, in most of the cases. And you know that's really about all you can ask in the current crisis. Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. Uh, uh, I think it's it's beyond awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, so give me your thoughts. How do you think the current crisis will affect applications for veterans benefits? Well, in the short run, um, applications seem to be down a little, and I think that's just because everybody is pretty focused on, um, you know, just meeting their day-to-day needs, uh, finding toilet paper in the grocery store, among other things. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it seems to me, Bert, you, know, <laughs> you, you can never know, uh, you know, it's uh, always hard to predict these things in the into the future, but... I'm guessing that the overall effect here is going to be that um, some folks who have been kind of marginally getting by um, are either going to get sick and not going to be able to get back to to work or um, are going to be unemployed for other reasons and are going to have to look into uh, whether they might be eligible for some benefits just as a way to help them get by over the next couple of years until this all gets sorted out. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, but it looks to me like this really isn't going to get resolved until there's a vaccine and the 
the, the time frames I keep hearing are 12 to 18 months for, for a workable vaccine. So I don't think this is going away very quickly. I, I'm hopeful that Dr. Fauci is correct that uh, uh, hotter weather will at least uh, improve the situation, if not eliminate the problem. But, you know, you, if you heard his comments, you know, he also said if, if it does do that, it's also likely to come roaring right back in the fall and winter. So I, I just don't see this going away anytime real quick. And I think there are a lot of people who are going to get hurt financially well beyond what the government can do in the short term with unemployment benefits and um, lost wage uh, re replacement, um, even though we're spending huge amounts of money on it. So I, I'm guessing that overall, to give you a very long-winded answer to a short question, uh, that the numbers of applications are going to go up over time. Well, absolutely. No, I, I was chuckling because, you know, you, uh, when, you, when you're talking about the uh, basic, urgent, essential needs, things like toilet paper and, and paper towels and hand sanitizer, stuff that we took for granted and I, one of the benefits that I see for this is in the past, if you were, let's say that you had the flu, you, you had a mild case of the flu, you would still show up to work. If you had a cold, you would still show up to work. Now, at least here, because we're very small, uh, when, you know, we have a, we have a, a standing order, if you will, that if, you know, if you think you're sick, just stay home. Uh, it's just just stay home. And I think that that's going to be the new standard. Uh, I think that you're going to see more people working from home. And I think that people are going to take things like uh, hand sanitation more seriously than ever before. And I think that eventually there's going to be another standing operating procedure that, hey, if you have the sniffles, stay home. If you're coughing, stay home. Because whether it's the flu or corona or the cold, there, there's no reason to expose your coworkers to that to, to that because it's going to take down it could take down a whole office right I mean and we see it every year we you know we've lived through it year after year where you know people want to tough it out and they want to show management that hey I'm a team player so I'm going to come to I'm going to come to work sick hurrah and then of course they spread whatever it is they have. That it just completely takes out the office one by one by one. And it's just, you know, something that uh, might have been quarantined, uh, and, and I use that word carefully, uh, all of a sudden becomes a deal because now they've infected the entire office. And, and, and so the office then becomes, uh, what do you call it, unproductive for two or three weeks. I think now we see that there are some big benefits to not coming to work when you're sick and, and to quarantining yourself, self-isolation, if you will. So I think that'll be the new norm uh, that there's no longer, there's no longer just a flu or a cold, just stay home. I think you're right, Bert. I think that's, uh, that's probably true. And one of the, one of the strange byproducts of all this, I, I saw in the news the other day, um, the flu is way down because everybody is washing their hands. It's <laughs> an odd, uh, odd byproduct here of, of everybody's concern. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, you know, we 
as a as a society, sometimes we don't take those things uh, we take those things for granted. Uh, you know, doctors, the average doctor, because of the environment that they're in, they will wash their hands, you know, 30, 40 times a day. Uh, and I think that the average person probably washes their hands a few times a day. Uh, I think that's changed. I think that you'll see the average person washing their hands, you know, 10, 15, 20 times a day. The, you know, sanitizer, we're all, all our hands are going to be dry and, and clean. <laughs> I think you're right, Bert. Yeah. And, uh, but I, you know what? Uh, I, uh, I want to give out your website uh, because what you guys do is so important. Uh, I've said this before. Our veterans took care of us. It's, it's time for us to take care of them. And I think that you guys do a fantastic job. The, the, the website is veteransbenefits.com. If you or a friend or a, somebody that you know is suffering, they have questions about their VA benefits, they've been denied benefits, check out veteransbenefits.com. Get a hold of Francis Jackson and his team. They will sit down with you. They will look at it at your case. They can give you some ideas of what they can do. And again, it's veteransbenefits.com. Francis Jackson, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. My pleasure, Bert. You take care. Absolutely. Good stuff there from Francis Jackson. And again, if you or a loved one, somebody that you know is a veteran, let's say they don't even need, they have, they've never talked to you about veterans benefits. Let them know that you heard it on the show. Let them know, hey, if you have questions about your veterans benefits, you have questions about your GI Bill, you have questions about things that you're entitled to, check out veteransbenefits.com. Let's share this episode with everyone you know. This is vitally important stuff. Our veterans literally have put their life on the line. They come back sometimes with both physical and mental injuries, and they deserve to be taken care of. They, they deserve a hand up. Uh, and, and let me tell you, Francis Jackson has had, has had clients that have taken 20 years to resolve their benefits case. That is an extreme case. But let me tell you, it is, it is very common for a veteran who is wounded, who is suffering, to have to wait three, five, six years for their benefits to kick in. It's not right. And if it wasn't for people like Francis Jackson, these people would be out in the cold. If you come across a homeless person, ask them if they're a veteran. And if they are, see if, see if they want some help with their benefits. Uh, a lot of our veterans are suffering out in the street because they've not been able to access their benefits. And just write it down on a scrap of paper, hand it to them, uh, or maybe pick up the phone and, and, and let that, uh, that homeless vet Talk to the people at Francis Jackson. I plead with you because this is so vitally important. I plead with you because it doesn't cost you anything to, have, to help that veteran, but yet you could be helping that individual and their families. The impact could be immeasurable, and you'll feel good. They'll feel better. Veteransbenefits.com. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for sharing this show. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. 
and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>